0: We'll get going here. No, we'll have some fun. See, Petersburg and Richmond uh, has solved their school issues. They uh, changed the name, and they're going to eat their way to better classrooms. <laughs> now, is the word mankind of- offensive and non-inclusive? That's interesting. And the Speaker of the House, Delegate Kirk Cox, that is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots radio, as the Founding Fathers intended. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother, is still in the hospital. This is week number three for those who are counting, and I believe me, I have been counting as the entire Lee family has been counting. Richard has gone through an, a very uh, intensive surgery, removed his uh, pancreas, his spleen, gallbladder, and he's probably got another week of, uh, of you praying for him. Actually the rest of his life, please, if I don't, if I may ask so boldly. <laughs> Pray for me, too, because I need it. Uh, it's a lonely studio without my co-host, uh, but uh, more update on that in a second. Also, programming note for just today, uh, I, Scott Lee, will be here for just an hour until four o'clock, then coming in to, to help us out. The Lee brother household is uh, Brother Craig, the hatchet man. He'll fill in from four to six, but I must not delay any further because on the phone with me now in the uh, in the studio here, the just outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Speaker of the House, Delegate Kirk Cox, Mr. Speaker
1: Scott. Great to hear from you. I was really sorry to hear about Richard. Wow.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, great, yeah, that's terrible. You know what? Here's the here's the great news about this. Richard's a, an unbelievable uh, human being while he deals with things. He's on the backside of this, Mr. Speaker. So it's a, it's very good, and I, I appreciate your your. Uh, your are for him, and um, and you know him well too. I mean, we've talked to you oh, many times, it. and uh, and he's he's just a super guy. So we're on a good side of that, and uh, and so it's just me today. And I appreciate your time. I know you're extremely busy being speaker sure. and all, and I want to congratulate you. I've not I've not spoken with you since this this whole thing has gone down. So I wanted to be uh, I wanted to congratulate you there first, and then I wanted to I wanted to say something to you. I've always and this is I've always wondered this, but I thought it'd be cool if I just said. Mr. Speaker, point of personal privilege. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, for the listeners, let me just tell you what this. Is. For some reason, every time I tune in and watch what happens there in, at the House, you know, inevitably every delegate stands up and starts the conversation with, "Mr. Speaker, point of personal privilege." What if they stood up and said, "Mr. Speaker, can I say something?" I mean, would you let them, or is it some rule that they got to say it that way?
1: <laughs> well, you're supposed to say that if you're if you're going to state your opinion on anything known to mankind. So that's that motion to let everyone know that you're going to speak on whatever. And so oh, go, oh, so it's off yeah, topic so go, maybe like, or whatever? Yeah, totally, yeah. You, it's sort of the it's Rush Limbaugh, I guess, Fridays uh, where you can speak whatever you want to speak on. So when somebody makes that particular one, you know they could speak on what President Trump said last night or what happened oh. in, the, in their garden in the backyard. or
0: I'm going to enact so. that around my kitchen yeah. table with my kids.
1: <laughs> Father, a point of personal
0: privilege.
2: Say <laughs> so whatever
3: you want.
0: Hey, let me uh, let me give our listeners an opportunity to know uh, just a little bit more about you. I know you well. I know what your philosophy is. But before we dive into some of the issues around the General Assembly, who is the Speaker of the House?
1: Well, I would say I'm a, you know, a core conservative, uh, former school teacher, taught for 30 years, you know, went there uh you know, because obviously those core beliefs, I was, got my start quickly in politics in 1984 as uh, the Reagan Bush sort of local chairman in this small city of Colonial Heights. And uh, and so that's, you know, sort of my political philosophy, just really wanted to go there and promote those principles uh, in the legislature. I mean, I'm a government and history teacher, so that was always my love anyway. So, boy, to get to practice it and actually be a part of the oldest legislative body in the new world coming up on the 40th anniversary in 2019 has just been thought I would never get there. I can remember visiting as a teacher and looking down and saying, right. wow, that's pretty special. So it's been a great ride. And, um, uh, wow. That's part of who Kirk Cox is.
0: Yeah. What's the speaker do?
1: Well, you know, I like it because it is, I mean, obviously you preside over the session. So you're, you're the only really constitutionally elected official In the House of Delegates, you know, everything else is party based, majority leader, minority leader, majority whip, minority whip. And so, first of all, you know, your job is sort of to preside and lead the House, but it's just been a tremendous bully pulpit, frankly. I really love policy. One of the things I really told people when I did this that I really want to drive policy at the legislative branch. I, you know, I think that we're the people's house; we're closest to the people. Yep. I think we should be the ones that are putting forth, you know, good, you know, principal policy, and it just gives you a chance to do that on a, you know, on a I don't want to say a high level, but you know, obviously, really about to promote that. So you know, I, I guess really, I enjoy that.
0: So. I guess I should have. Uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are so caught up in Washington D.C. politics that they don't realize how much. Uh, the State really should be doing more. I mean the the federal government lasts Tenth Amendment stuff, you know state oh, governments I think, so so I couldn't important. agree
1: more and I think people also don 't realize we should be doing more, and frankly, even though you know federalism the way it should really be practiced uh doesn 't happen like it should. We still have a tremendous effect on people 's lives. I used to tell my students all the time you know that you know state government is is you know in a large degree. What affects a lot of what you do? People are so focused on the federal government, but right, you know, you know, we have a tremendous influence on folks. So, well, it, it
0: and to think about—I mean, you're one of the most powerful men, arguably. Well, maybe not even arguably. You're one of the most powerful men in the in the Commonwealth of Virginia now, as Speaker of the House. And I can find you in a call, driving through the baseball field. You get out. I'm standing there, and we have a conversation. You're the. This is what the system's designed to be like. This is Thomas Jefferson's view of the best government, one is closest to you. The fact that I can see the Speaker of the House in a car at a baseball field on a summer afternoon or whatever it is, and I can say, hey, uh, Mr. Speaker, I have an issue with uh, whatever it might be. That is government's. That's the best form in, in itself, Agre- correct?
1: It is, and it, it really, this is a good thing. This is not false humility, but it, it naturally humbles you. Quick, I used to always laugh. i go back to school, first day, be back at lunch duty, and— Right. He's always fun exactly. as a school teacher, but I mean you're you're grounded. I mean you go back to your. We have business folks, obviously doctors, pharmacists. It's just a and but you but you practice those professions. It's not sure. like you did them at one time and right. you know that's tremendously helpful. It's uh it's a totally different system than Washington. I'm
0: totally not going to tell people what you did when you saw me, but that's a. <laughs> I
3: remember <laughs> that. back. It's
1: like,
0: you're like get away from me. A constituent. No, I'm kidding. That's not how. It, Went down at all, and you were very, you were very kind. I was appreciative in front of my kids, especially. That was very nice. All right, so let, let's talk about uh, you're, you're conservative. You have uh, these these ideas and principles that guide you, and the ideals of uh, freedom and liberty. You have a governor who is now in the uh, in his seat, who ran, in my opinion, not your words, my words, a little bit different than the ideals of freedom and liberty. Yet I see you guys came together and 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 kind of in a bipartisan way. Good thing.
1: Yeah, good thing. I'll give you one that I was extremely pleased with. We've been working on regulatory reform for three years and got nowhere under the McAuliffe administration. And frankly, I was a bit discouraged. We had some of the classic legislation. You know, President Trump's done a great job on this, but we had some of the legislation for every regulation you eliminate, too. We put that bill in again this year. and. You know, we were, you know, obviously, you know, Governor McAuliffe would have vetoed something like that. So we actually got together with the governor because he asked me what were my priorities. I said regulatory reform. I mean, Virginia's just not very good anymore, and we've got barriers to professions and occupations and too many regulations. So, having said that, we announced jointly, uh, probably about four or five days ago, that two big agencies, one's Depor, Department of Professional Occupation Regulations, which does almost a lot of your licensure. Sure. Criminal Justice Services, we are going to, over three years, attempt to eliminate 25% of the regulations in those two awesome. agencies. And not only that, sort of set a baseline of what are the regulations in the other agencies. And then, if this works, which I think it will, we've seen it work on the federal level, then take that to the other agencies. Now, that is something that if you'd ask me, you know, a month ago, could we accomplish that? I go, boy, that's maybe not. So, I was extremely pleased with that, and very quickly a second one was. And this, we had two different priorities here: grand larceny threshold. If you currently steal two hundred dollars, anything over two hundred dollars is a felony, and there were several bills to raise that to five hundred or a thousand. And you know, Republicans are interesting on that. You know, generally very law and order, and you know, obviously. Uh, a lot of our guys had heartburn with that some thought well it's probably time to update that but the bigger issue for us was restitution there's so many folks that you know should be getting restitution that are not getting restitution that that was sort of the big really big issue for republicans and as a matter of fact it's really interesting there's over 230 million dollars of restitution owed to victims across the commonwealth right so here's the compromise we raised the uh, grand larceny threshold to 500 but we also got the governor and, and McCullough vetoed this last year to agree that there's going to be a process by which, you know, when these people are about to go off probation, they have not paid their restitution. They'll go in front of a judge. There'll be a real attempt to collect it. There's currently a pot of money out there of restitution that we're not even trying to get it to the defendants because we don't know where they're at. And so we're going to work on that. So that's a good compromise. I mean, it's uh, that's you know, encouraging. The restitution, quite honestly. the restitution piece is huge for us. The grand larceny Pete, you can argue, probably should be updated because you don't want right. necessarily a kid going to jail for 200 bucks. So, you know, we worked on that. So, I think there's some opportunities like that that, once you get that momentum going, you know, and hopefully you can continue that.
0: Well, congratulations on your on your new role, and um, I, I appreciate your stance. And I know I've told you this before, but when uh, when I make the joke all the time, the best form of government is when it's not in session. But I might have to change it. Now that you're Speaker, I guess I can't tell you that. I guess it's going
1: <laughs> to. <laughs> we'll There's some truth to that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Scott. You bet. That's the Speaker of the House, Delegate Kirk Cox, a truly great American. All right, your phone call's next 454 1366. 454 1366. And an update on Richard. That's next. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 97.7 FM.
4: Scott and Richard Lee. The Circus Clowns of talk radio on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. (laughs)
0: Let's try this one. A little bit better. Something wrong with that microphone. I want it removed immediately. Scott Lee (laughs) and um, wish my co-host, my friend, and my brother, Richard Lee, were here. He's in the hospital. That is now, uh, make it three weeks. And, yes, we're counting. Great interview with the Speaker of the House, Delegate Kurt Cox. Listen, there is something magical about what Madison had in mind. The idea of federalism, that, that the, the federal government is limited, that it's enumerated. There are certain things the federal government can do. Everything else is left to the states, which means you're closest to it. When's the last time you could walk up to Congressman Brad or any of your congressmen, McKeachin or anyone else for that matter? When's the last time you could just walk up to him on a baseball? And no, you can't. You can't even talk to him. The idea of federalism is that things that are left to the states are better controlled by the people. It's, a, it's kind of a you know, radically great system. I wish we could go back to it because people like Speaker Cox um, have your interest at heart because he sees you in the grocery store and on the baseball field like he did me. Um, and he has these ideas of liberty and freedom, and if you disagree with him, you could always, always go knock on his door. Well, I don't know if you knock on his door, but you could at least see him in the baseball field and talk to him. That's the idea of federalism. It works brilliantly. Richard is, um, just a quick update on Richard. Things are progressing wonderfully. Your prayers are answered. Uh, Richard is probably further along, uh, according to his doctors, than most people expected him to be at this time so um, very encouraged by that his health is improving daily he's not out of the woods yet lots of pain lots of, uh, of um, angst and concern about just simple things um, when you got tubes coming out of you and uh, IVs in your neck and all the rest of it there's a lot that's uh, that's still concerning so um, we still covet the prayers but things are going forward uh, as I said last week, it'd be a miracle if he was here this week, and and of course he's not. Um, but going into the fourth week, my hope is he will be home next week in the studio. I don't know, but home is the prayer. So thank you for your concerns about Richard and the emails at patriots at theleebrothers dot com is phenomenal. Just just great folks, and e- even the speaker spoke uh, very highly. It's phenomenal. It's great stuff. All right, um, Richmond City Schools. Petersburg schools have got it all figured out. I, I think these people are amazing. They get together and they go, look, how are we going to fix this? Uh, the superintendent of the Richmond schools, Jason Camera, says we need to eat our way to better schools. The Petersburg school board said, here's our solution. Change the name. Because the names are offensive and the kids aren't learning. To which I guarantee you, if you went to the elementary schools in Petersburg and even asked them who A.P. Hill is or Robert E. Lee, they, would, they wouldn't know. Unless somebody's putting crap in their head to make them think that the school they go to is incapable of teaching them because there's a name on the building that somehow is offensive. And I say somehow because it hadn't been until, you know, sometime around Charlottesville time. All of a sudden it's like, ah, we can't do this. I like the op-ed though, or the letter to the editor by Jason Carmis, who starts out by saying, I love Richmond's restaurants. But wait, this is the superintendent of the public schools. Starts out by, I love Richmond's restaurants. This guy makes the case that our restaurants are the key. That we should call February, the month of February, is a celebration of great food and great schools. So everyone should come in the month of February and eat at the Richmond restaurants. Really? I mean, I, that's the answer to the Richmond public schools is eating in the month of February. Tweet pictures of yourself eating out and hashtag... Hate hashtag, hate that, but here it is. Hashtag great food, great schools. Here's what he said when he was approached at a press conference about the Richmond City Schools.
4: Would you send your own child to a school that looks like this? And if the answer is no, then you have an obligation to step up and to act now to support this proposal.
0: It's no matter what it looks like? I remember as a kid never worried about what the school looked like. I mean, no, I, I wouldn't send my kid to a school that's falling down. But I do be, judge what's ten, where I send my kids to school based upon what's being taught in the school. Jason Kamras makes $250,000 a year. And he's worried about where you're going to eat your next restaurant. And it needs to be in the city of Richmond because the schools. Would you send your kid there? I mean, he is, but I guarantee you, Jason is a superintendent of public schools, has to, but he makes $250,000 a year. Your phone calls next, 454 1366, 454 1366, Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 97.7 FM.
4: Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, the answer. <laughs>
0: Petersburg school board members voted to change the name of A.P. Hill, Robert E. Lee, and Jeb Stewart Elementary School. They called this the change as a new day for the school system. Really? What's changed? Nothing. And how about this? They went on to say it's a move forward for the students and families. I think you're putting too much emphasis on this. Really? Now is that accredited? All the schools are now accredited? I mean, it's just emphasis on the wrong stuff. Unless they got everything else figured out. All right, check us out at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you to our page. Absidents attacked in the General Assembly. You won't believe this. Gimli is quoted. The dwarf is quoted in the house. And um, and climate change and the models, how bad? 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you directly there. Your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 97.7 FM.
4: representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 97.7 FM, WNTW.
0: Virginia citizens and American patriots. I gotta define that again at some point. We'll have to do that. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left sometimes my far left is Richard Lee who is not here we've gone now three weeks without my co-host and uh, he is uh, currently in the hospital and uh, still covets your prayers as he struggles through an intensive surgery getting better getting better my friends uh, day by day and uh, I'm encouraged by that last time I was, there, he was up walking around I mean not very long but he was up walking around and I was able to poke fun at him and and uh, and do that so the hope is that he will be right back here next week as we uh continue to uh, to do our best to influence minds and impact people. <coughs> Why does that sound funny <laughs> it's just something wrong with that picture entirely speaking of impacting uh people and making friends and all the rest of it. The family foundation has been actively involved. Uh, and good for good reason here at the General Assembly session. And, and uh, I love the name of this group, the Family Foundation. Who could object to that? Joining me right now to discuss that is a member of the Family Foundation, Bill Janis, former delegate, Bill Janice. Deleg-
3: hey, good afternoon. How are you doing, Scott?
0: Hey, man. Good. How are you? You good?
3: Every day is a holiday. Every meal is a feast.
0: I want to live with you. <laughs> I want to spend some time with you. That sounds phenomenal. Okay, so um, the Family Foundation... The, the, I've been, I get all the emails, I watch this carefully, and I often wonder if people really understand what is happening at the General Assembly level and how the fam, Family Foundation is so critical to that. Can you give uh, our listeners just a quick glimpse into who the Family Foundation is again?
3: Okay, so first of all, uh, you mentioned this earlier, the General Assembly is in session. Uh, Mark Twain said this, I think, 100 years ago. No man's life, liberty, or property are safe while the
2: legislature is (laughs) right right?
3: So if you keep that in mind, what the Family Foundation of Virginia was founded to do was to advance uh, five basic principles, right? Uh, These are the principles of life, marriage, parental authority, constitutional government, and religious liberty. And, And basically what we say is when it comes to life, we believe that human life is sacred and the right to life is fundamental to all other rights. When it comes to marriage, we believe that marriage is a lifelong union between one man and one woman. In an institution of God and a foundation of civil society. We believe in parental authority. Parents are ultimately responsible for the care and well-being of their children and therefore they should be left free from government intrusion and involvement. We believe in constitutional government and that the role of government is clearly prescribed in the Constitution and that it ought to be limited and restrained. And of course we, we, we protect religious liberty. The rights of conscience and the right to practice your faith According to your personal beliefs are sacred. They're memorialized in the Constitution, and they should not be necessarily infringed upon or denied. So, these four principles sort of um, are what we use as our guiding, you know, light when we evaluate what the General Assembly is up to every year during the General Assembly session. And for decades, the Family Foundation of Virginia has represented uh, our membership and families throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia at Capitol Square when the general family you know, is it,
0: it's, it's interesting, Bill Janis, how you, you went down that list of those principles. Phenomenal, spectacular. I remember when I first was told I was a conservative. I held all those positions. I held your exact platform. I held them in, in, inherently. This was many years ago. And then someone said, well, you're a conservative. You're a conservative. Crazy. I'm like, really because those seem like just simple common sense principles foundational to a society and somehow i get labeled as some kind of either radical conservative right wing or something and those seem those seem very i I, dare i say common sense that's the family
3: foundation well that's perfect and that's why this year now more than ever this session now more than ever uh, the family foundation the role we've been playing is critical because we you think about the term common sense, common sense is the sense of things that's commonly held. And when you and I were growing up, the five statements that I just made were, were commonly held. Right. I, right. You,
0: nobody you said you hate monger, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be a hate monger. You wouldn't be a conservative. But elections have consequences. And as the culture has sort of defined deviancy downward, right, right? Uh, What was common sense and commonly held even in 2002 when I was first sworn into the General Assembly is now under routine daily assault when the General Assembly is in session. So just this year, uh, elections have consequences because of the outcome of the November elections and the change in the composition of the the House of Delegates. We've had to fight back at the Family Foundation. We've been up there fighting a deluge of bills that have been put in to memorialize things like so-called gender identity and sexual orientation in the fair housing and the employment law statutes. Uh, These statutes never have exemptions for religious organizations or employers, and what they want to do is they want to weaponize the attorney general's office, uh, the court system, and local human rights commissions to violate the religious liberty and the conscience rights, not just of religious employers like Liberty University or Christendom College up in Winchester or or, uh, Regent down in Virginia Beach, but the individual conscience rights of individual Virginians, uh, landowners, homeowners, employers. I I could sum it all up. We had testimony yesterday on five of these bills, and Delegate Simon, who had one of these bills in that would have mandated that the employment laws of Virginia uh, recognize sexual orientation, and sexual orientation was defined as the actual or perceived homosexuality, heterosexuality, or bisexuality of an individual, which means I think pretty much everybody.
2: <laughs> right. And, and,
3: and nobody likes discrimination, but let's, let's be clear what these bills are, are for. What these bills would do is they would say, okay, Richard, if I've got a, or Scott, if I've got a, a, a beach house down in Virginia Beach and I want to rent it out, and, and you call me and you say, I want to rent out your beach house on the 4th of July, and I don't return your phone call quickly enough. The next thing you know, you're off to the local uh, Human Rights Commission and you're going to file a complaint against me and say, well, Bill didn't return my phone call because of my sexuality, or Bill didn't return my phone call because he doesn't want to rent to me because but, of my actual or perceived,
0: perceived right.
3: heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexual. pick one of the above, right? This is about weaponizing the court system, weaponizing the AG's office to, to, to attack people uh, who don't b- agree with you or don't believe with you, or, or simply they don't know they don't know what your sexuality is. It's not like it's patent. It's not like it's self obvious. Right. Self evident. But but they'll 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 use these these uh, institutions to persecute you. And we've so already we've got seen that. that. And
0: you we know, have evidence you, of that in other places throughout the entire country. You
3: look at the school system. Look at the school system. So you know, for decades, the left has sort of exploited the public school system to indoctrinate our kids.
0: Yep. I mean, and
3: some folks have decided to opt out of that system and take their kids and homeschool. Now or in a private school. Or a private school. Right. But the homeschool families in particular, you know, they want you know, they want their kids dream about being on the local sports team. They dream about participating in the community life of the, school, sure. the extracurricular activities the in school. Their parents still pay taxes, but they're treated like enemies of the state. They, they are present themselves at the schoolhouse door. And they want to participate in the com- community life. Well, not only and the enemies
0: they... of the state, the enemies of equality, Virginia or any other radical group. They're enemies. I mean, people want to take yeah. care of their kids and homeschool. They become the enemy. Not just someone else who has a different view on how to raise their kids, but the enemy is amazing. It's amazing how how, how angry people get at those who take a stand. It's just it's...
3: absolutely. Well, why would your parents? Why would parents want to opt their kids out of the school? That's a good question. Well, oh. Delegate Rasul had a bill this year. Uh, if you put your kids in, in, in the public school system, you have to take, you have to either, your kids have to participate in something called FLE, family life education. Family life education, now, exactly. Now, parents may opt out of that. Uh, they're not required to opt in. They're in automatically unless you opt out. And for years, since 2008, that, the curriculum for that family life education has been mandated by the General Assembly. And it, it taught things like, quote, the benefits and values of marriage for men, women, children, and communities. It was required oh, to talk about um, <laughs> the benefits of adoption as a possible choice. Right. Uh, it, it talked about postponing sexual activity until marriage. Right, Absence,
0: kind of stuff, exactly.
3: Yeah, common sense, right? right? Well, you know, Delegate Rasul came in with a bill this year to try and strip all of that out of the family life education curriculum. Now, these were so common sense as recently as 2008, that they were signed into law by, by Tim Kaine. By Tim Kaine, Governor Tim Kaine, absolutely yeah, right. right. So, so what I'm saying to you is, you have to push as hard as the times that push against you, and that's what the Family Foundation uh, exists to do on behalf of families uh, throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia. Well, uh, and that's what we're doing,
0: and and that's why I wanted to have you on because I wanted to go through this again and make sure now people can check them out. FamilyFoundation.org, it's .org, right? Yeah, it's .org. Yeah. Uh,
3: www.familyfoundation.org
0: Phenomenal, phenomenal group And this is why I wanted to have you on To to, to, You did a phenomenal job dissecting this Because there's a group called Equality Virginia Which has, by the way, a beautiful name too I mean, who couldn't, can't disagree with that name but they're doing the exact opposite of everything the Family Foundation is. So it's, it's this war and our culture battle, and um, I, for one, stand with the Family Foundation. I was going to say I stand let, with you, Bill Janice, but I know you too well. Uh, I'm going to stand let with let the Family Let me finish
3: again. Okay, I want to get this in before, you, before <laughs> sure. you run out of time. Sure. Yesterday at the end of those hearings, now fortunately, the General, Sen- the General, Sen- the General Laws Committee, subcommittee in the House of Delegates, was able to stop all these bills. One of the delegates that sponsored one of these bills is a delegate, Simon, from Northern Virginia. And here's what he was quoted as saying in his final remarks. Quote, there are certain sincerely held religious beliefs which are so discriminatory that we don't give them the protection of the law. And this is one of those cases. Are you unquote. kidding? Now, he said that in public. You can get the video online at the General Assembly or you can go to our website, www.familyfoundation.org. We'll, we'll, we'll direct you to, well, that, to that, that link.
0: But Absolutely get that you, for me. That's this unbelievable. This
3: a war on religious liberty. It's a war on conscience rights. And, and, you know, we are, we are only a couple of votes away from not being able to stem the tide of these kinds of measures that are coming to Virginia. Elections have consequences. And what the legislature does in Richmond, while most of us are busy raising our kids and making a living, right. paying our rent and making payroll, you know, you need to have somebody that's watching that legislature over there, because no man's liberty, property, or 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 or, um, or security, is safe. are safe. You when, know when they're in when the general or property are safe when the general assembly is in session.
0: Bill, thanks, man. Good stuff. Appreciate the update. Hey, thanks again. You bet. Talk to you soon, Scott. You bet. That's former delegate Bill Janice with the Family Foundation, a truly great American. All right, your phone calls next 454-1366. 454-1366. I want to play a clip when we get back of one of those. Uh, debates in the General Assembly. I'll share that with you. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 97.7 FM.
4: Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer.
0: Total lack of fairness. Love that one. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Scott Lee, by myself here, no Richard Lee. He's still in the hospital. Covenant of your prayers however joining me in studio brother craig yes
5: yes yes your, so, there we go is
0: your mic on uh,
5: is my mic on no, yes man, it, it is it's on it's on it the, the hatchet man is in the house thank you so much <laughs> always an honor oh, to sit in and help you guys out
0: Oh, you no, listen you're you're, you're, a,
5: you're a richmond institution you enrich.
0: oh yeah sure we are in our, in our minds <laughs> hey um by the way, uh, just a programming note: the reason Brother Craig is in the studio here with us is because I am departing in about ten minutes. We obviously have a lot going on in our lives, and um, and Craig, you've been you've been a huge help here to help the Lee brothers uh, overcome some of these hurdles we've been in, and just by filling in here has been great.
5: It's a privilege, brother.
0: Well, I uh, thank you. By the way, I I wanted to mention something here that Janice, Bill Janice, just mentioned the Family Foundation this bill HB one fifty nine that was going to take out the benefits of marriage, take out the idea that abstinence works and take out the benefits of adoption in this uh, in the education classes in our public schools. And um, in support of the bill, during the debate, one of the kids approached the microphone. And I've got this clip. And, and Craig, I don't know that you've heard this. Th- I learned a lot d- listening to this clip. And this is him uh, talking about why the bill should pass now if the bill passes it removes any reference to abstinence it removes any reference to marriage as being a positive institution it removes any uh, reference to the benefits of adoption and and so it'd be a disaster this kid is supporting that wow so I can't figure out where he's going with this maybe you can here it is
6: okay let's listen as I said my name is Pablo Molden And when I was 15 years old, I uh, was attending Fairfax County Public Schools. Um, In James Madison High School, they showed us a video in which they compared people who have multiple partners to a piece of chewed gum. And then two years later, I was diagnosed with HIV at the age of 17.
0: All right, let's stop it there for a second. Uh, What's that have to do? I I don't know. I'm confused on on chewing gum and how... He was diagnosed with hiv i mean let me just back it up a second you hear what he says here you try to figure it out it compared
6: people who have multiple partners to a piece of chewed gum and then two years later i was diagnosed with hiv at the age of 17. Uh, from chewing gum or some (laughs) other activity i don't know yeah exactly it wasn't from chewing gum
5: um, I, I don't mean to laugh at him. It's, it's, it's not funny. It's actually sad, Scott, that uh, it's, it's a form of child abuse when uh, kids from kindergarten, f- their, their minds are filled with uh, sexual immorality right at a time when they, they need to have parents
0: tell them fill right. them
5: with um, guard, the guardrails of life. And, uh, and now unless he had a uh, blood transfusion, uh, there's no reason this this
6: 17-year-old should have HIV.
0: He, he actually continued in this.
6: Now, this video was slu- uh, state-sponsored, tax-funded, slut-shaming. What? what? Instead of educating students on what? how to make better... Um, decisions for their sexual health hang on a it was putting it was i'm so sorry what, what Young, is your question they
0: were like hang on a second what did you say did i just lose a <laughs> slut shaming i've never heard this terminology before have you heard the terminology I, before? I, I actually have heard of you, slut shaming you have? but my thing is if you're ashamed that are
5: you admitting you're a slut <laughs> I mean, come on so maybe it wasn't a, a transfusion maybe it was um you know his now, remember partners. what he's doing here. And he's
0: 17. He's going in front of the General Assembly arguing for a bill to remove every reference of abstinence or anything else. And he came up with this new terminology. And the people on the panel were like, excuse me, let's not use the word slut-shaming. <laughs> <laughs> Roy from Goochelin, you're on with the uh, with Scott Lee and Brother Craig, actually. Roy?
7: Howdy, y'all. How are y'all doing?
5: Good. Fantastic.
7: Good. Just heard a little bit of topic you had there. Didn't think too much of that. That young gentleman was speaking about.
0: Okay. And it- wanted
7: to let you- Yeah, I just didn't think that was really right. Didn't make much sense at all comparing what he had to bubble gum. I think you said, is that right?
0: Uh, We don't know either be honest with you yeah, Roy.
7: that's that was a little odd i hope y'all got something a little better to, within the next hour to compensate for what that gentleman said
0: well this is uh this is the focal point of uh of the entire show is this guy no not so much we got more in fact uh, i'm sure brother craig has a lot more for you coming up in the program what's interesting about this guy is when he approaches the the microphone in front of the the panel the general assembly to to make statements like this it, it can't help his case. I don't know why he was thinking this is this yes. is going to help me convince them to remove any reference to abstinence and anything else from the from the you know, yeah. just unbelievable. The, um, the
5: world he, is upside down, Scott. What 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 you and I grew up with when we were that young man's age, when we were 17, we may have thought about. Uh, some things that were uh sexually out of the norm that we're taught uh in 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 Speak our, for yourself. in our religious institution we may have even done some okay we, we're red-blooded men right but we if we did it or thought it we knew it was wrong and and
0: to, it was slut-shaming
5: well but today <laughs> the world is upside down oh. and so it's um it's no longer wrong and if you say it's wrong and if you try to give these people some instruction, as he said, uh, help them make better choices, well, a better choice might be
0: abstinence. Might be. All right, your phone call's next 454 1366. By the way, that is the better answer is absence. 454 1366, Lee Brothers 820
4: WNTW 97.7 FM. Our version of the Federalist Papers without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW, AM 820, 97.7 FM.
0: The Federalist Papers here every Friday from 3 to 6. The Lee Brothers, Virginia Citizens and American Patriots. Um, Program update. I am uh, stepping out. Scott Lee stepping out and uh, Richard is still in the hospital. Obviously, we have a lot going on and uh, Brother Craig, the hatchet man, is in studio here. He's going to take over the program for the next two hours and he's got a jam-packed show of entertainment and fun he promised me that
5: yes yes we got <laughs> dave Brett, and we have oh uh, nice yeah we have a gentleman bold ding who is running for president of south sudan he's one of the former uh child warriors that were kidnapped as children in sudan that we heard about back in the 90s he's That's cool. he's now a man and he wants to go back and become president
0: looks like a good show yes. thank you for your help brother oh
5: my pleasure right. thank you check for out, asking us
0: you bet check out the lee brothers 820 the click on the lee brothers it takes you to our page three great videos there for your entertainment and your listening pleasure and you can find out more about us there also 820 theanswercom click on the lee brothers craig thanks for your help prayers for richard anytime and, brother. Uh, and we'll be back here. The Lee brothers will be. You hold the fort for two hours, would you? Will do. 454-1366. Lee brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Where's as as we-
3: where the best news and talk? AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott Lee and Richard Lee, the Lee Brothers program. Thank you for being with us today, and welcome to the program. And uh, as Scott told you prior to the break, uh, Richard uh, is uh, still recuperating from surgery, and so your prayers are requested and appreciated. And uh, I understand Richard is recuperating quite well. And uh, and of course, I am just so honored. Uh, it's, 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 it's really, truly a, a privilege to stand behind the microphone for these two brothers who who truly are a Richmond institution. And uh, back when I was at WLEE, they were over there. And those guys, they were an institution over there too. <laughs> so listen, uh, we would love to have your participation. I don't know how many of you have heard But there is a promo running through through the program here that uh, callers would have their names entered into a drawing for a gift certificate to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. And, uh, you know, that's the steakhouse where you can hear the thing sizzling when the waiter walks around the corner with it, okay? (laughs) So $100 gift certificate. I think they're going to be giving away five of them uh, per Uh, Do I want to say per week or per month? Uh, Do you know, Mark? (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, we're just going to say they're going to give away five, okay? I'm not going to say per what, but if you'd like to have your name entered into the drawing, the number here is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A lot to talk about. I'm going to have uh, our very, very fine Congressman Dave Bratt in the latter part of the program. Uh, Dave is due to call in at 530. Uh, Now, at the bottom of the hour here in the 4 o'clock hour uh, at 430, uh, we're going to have uh, Bol Guy Ding, okay? Now, Bol Ding is running for president of South Sudan, and he is one of the lost boys of Sudan, and many of you uh, perhaps may be familiar with that. Uh, back in the 90s, the, uh, the the war-torn area, there were uh, a lot of boys. There were child soldiers. Many had been put, literally had been put into slavery. And uh, here we are. We're in uh, uh, Black History Month, the month of February. And, uh, you know, you, you have all this uh, consternation over uh, American slavery, that a, a war was fought to end okay over 150 years ago you have folks running around changing the names of schools uh tearing down statues uh going ape crazy over a war that has been fought uh slavery is is it's is just uh, it's it's a history it's, it's 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 history okay but in places like sudan slavery is not history in All throughout Africa and the Middle East, slavery is not history. And where are the people that love to talk about American slavery? Where are they talking about slavery today? Okay, they're absent. But your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, I am not going to be absent. And another thing too, folks, I do not wait until the month of February to discuss black issues because i don't care what month it is it's an appropriate time for me to call some of these guys poverty pimp politicians pulpit pimp preachers who are really literally just playing people's emotions and will never ever ever let the scab of the past heal okay and booker t washington has said it um Frederick Douglass has said it. As a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow on my program here from 10 to noon, I'm going to have a guest uh, to discuss the bicentennial of the birth of Frederick Douglass. Okay, he was born, they don't know exactly what day, but in the month of February in the year 1818, Frederick Douglass, uh, very, very famous American, very, very famous Republican, very, very famous uh, fighter, for the freedom of blacks and the right of w- women to have the right to vote. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the 19th century, Frederick Douglass was the most photographed person on the planet. And so uh, we're gonna have my good friend, Reverend Dean Nelson, who is president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. That's tomorrow. And uh, But today, folks, uh, like I said, uh, I do not wait until Black History Month, February, to, um, to, to pimp slap these poverty pimps. And so, um, I, and as a matter of fact, the number, if there's someone that is, takes offense at me saying that there are people out here that are poverty pimps, uh, I, I mean, look, if you're in the poultry business, you have to have chickens. If you're in the beef business, you have to have cows. If you are in the poverty business, what do you need? You need poor people. Okay. Is there a poverty industry? Okay. So just a little bit of food for thought. The number 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. We would just love to have you. And so, again, we're looking very much forward to that uh, at, at 430. We're going to have Bol, uh call into the program. Uh, and, and, again, the, uh, the issues with the, all these uh, tearing down of statues, changing the names of schools. Thomas Jefferson's name has been removed from the Gateway Arch uh, out, in, out in the Midwest. I mean, folks, you, this is craziness. Had Thomas Jefferson not authorized the Louisiana Purchase, there would be no arch. There would be no Gateway there'd be another country there. Okay. So, (laughs) and, um, and so folks are just, I mean, it's, it's 1984 folks and people are really, uh, not being cautious with maintaining their history. And there are many, many, many people out here that, uh, really are, uh, black history buffs that really, really get it that, you cannot erase this history. This history must be taught. And so now, a lot of them are going to take a different tack on it than I would. But let me tell you this. As founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., I'm in favor of anyone expressing his or herself. They do not have to agree with me, okay? But you will never, ever, ever hear me wanting to shut them down and not allow them the right to have their say. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, it's an old wise saying that what we need is not less speech, but more speech. And so that is really the answer to, um, you know, when you have someone with whom you disagree. Uh, The answer is not to shut them down. The answer is to sharpen your skills and take them on and and, and let them express themselves and come back. And so we're going to welcome Joseph to the program from Suffolk. Uh, Joseph uh, how you doing there what's on your mind today
8: all right hatchet man I'm calling about the uh, video clip you guys played in the first hour so
5: uh, just... I was not here okay so and I think you mean audio clip it'd be a really oh, really clip. expensive okay. radio to to get a uh, to get a video clip
8: <laughs> well sometimes you play video clips don't you just for the sound?
5: That's well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. It's yeah, it's man. Friday. I'm just trying to have a little fun with you. Yeah. Right, we'll so remind ahead. me, okay? What was the what was the subject matter <laughs> of the clip that was played?
8: Okay, so you got this young man. And he and he's up in front of General General. Oh, Assembly. that
5: one. I did hear that one.
8: Yes. Yeah, I know, cause you were there. Okay, but anyway, so uh, so that's the one I'm talking about. So anyway, so so let me get this straight. This kid is standing up in front of Gen- General Assembly, and he's and he's complaining. That he had to watch this video, that that um, told him not to do what he did, so he disregarded the video and was upset about the video.
5: Right, right, yeah. So it's um, it's If it, you
8: it, it. would have just listened to what the video said, he wouldn't have got AIDS. So it, I mean, exactly, what's the deal here?
5: exactly. And uh, <laughs> look, let let me put you on hold. We have to take a commercial break, and when we come back, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it.
4: Scott and Richard Lee. The Circus Clowns of talk radio on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer.
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as I sit in for Scott and Richard Lee. And we're having a conversation here with Joseph from Suffolk and uh we do have other lines open up 804-454-1366 if you'd like to be next up 804-454-1366 are you still there Joseph Yes yeah now you, now, you know Joseph I I I don't want to beat up on this kid too much he's 17 so he's technically he you know he's out here doing things he shouldn't be doing uh obviously to to uh be a, you know even if he was telling the truth that he's HIV uh, positive was. yeah he... well you know you never know it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time that someone pretended to have a disease in order to play the sympathy card okay That's it wouldn't true. it wouldn't it wouldn't be unheard of I mean these you know we're at war we're literally the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition is literally at war with the coalition of evil uh they're they're seeking to turn everything that we believe in upside down and they have been succeeding and we're always on defense
8: but all, all, that... all, all the time but anyways my question though is this so the servants of the state the men there who are who are servants of our state did any of them take up the father role and maybe tell this kid hey look we're sorry what happened you know we tried to warn you but you didn't listen so uh we're sorry this happened but how about that doing this how about spreading the word you saw that you saw you know you saw the video just spread the word, and maybe uh, you can be helping somebody not have
5: AIDS like yourself. Yeah, you know, that would be a great suggestion. Now, I wasn't there, and uh, as you know, I, I just walked in the studio and heard the same clip you heard, but right. it would be right. great if uh, some one of the men that we have elected, or oh, it wouldn't have to be one of the men, one of the women could play the mother role, okay? Uh, because after all, um, it, it, there is a term parentis, um, loco parentis. You, you stand in for the parent when the parent brings their child to you. And so uh, one would hope that that would have been done, whether or not it would have been done while the young man was speaking or perhaps someone would come up to him uh, afterward. You know, I had an interesting – I had breakfast with my pastor a couple of days ago, and we were talking about the uh, the Boy Scouts and the fact that they, uh, they've gone uh, to to the point where they – Uh, have acknowledged and open homosexuals. And so the church changed up and uh, got out of the Boy Scouts of America and got into trail life. And he was sharing with me that there have always been uh, homosexual or gay Boy Scouts, but before they made such a great big deal of it, no one uh, inquired about it, and you had men that would try to do exactly what you just suggested, Joseph the men would try to counsel these boys and try to guide them in the right direction. And so in the state of California now, it is actually illegal to do that. It is illegal even for a parent to do it. A parent cannot hire a Christian counselor to counsel their child who is in school and who thinks they want to be a homosexual. You cannot do what you just suggested in the state of california and you know what they say joseph in um the, the way california goes quite often is the way the nation goes last thoughts oh, yeah. on it well
8: um... uh... yeah i had a good one too i had a good one hold on hold on well oh, i gotta yeah. look
5: no. call okay, me sorry. back tomorrow call, call me back tomorrow i gotta uh... i gotta move Oh, uh, okay we had another call they dropped out well anyway call back Chuck. uh... But anyway, thank you. Listen, I'm on Saturdays, 10 to noon. Uh, We'd love to have you as a listener on the weekends as well. God bless you. All right, folks. We are going to take another really, really quick break here. And when we come back, we will continue to open it up for your phone calls. 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. Kind,
4: compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait. That's a different show. The Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM. WNTW, The Answer.
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. Uh, Sit back, enjoy the ride. Uh, We're going to be here with you until... 6 this evening, and of course, uh, you can catch my program every Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, We are right here live Saturday mornings from 10 to noon with the really real deal with your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig. And uh, on Sundays, we do a best of program, and I'm telling you folks, this Sunday, now Sundays we're on from 9 to 11. This Sunday, we have uh, the best, best of that I've ever had, okay, Uh, I was blessed and privileged with uh, an interview with uh, none other than Jonathan Kahn, who's author of The Paradigm. Uh, He also wrote The Harbinger, that many of you will be familiar with, but anyway, his latest book is The Paradigm, and uh, I had the privilege of interviewing him uh, this week. Uh, We did a a pre-taped interview, and that interview will play uh, for the first time. This Sunday, uh, 9 to 11. So I highly encourage you, if if you're able, uh, to check it out. And uh, we will also load that interview on our website. And our website is thereallyrealdeal.com. That's thereallyrealdeal.com. And uh, and you know that some of the things that we discussed uh, in that interview uh, would shed some light on what the previous caller was talking about Uh, with the clip of that young man uh, that was uh, so concerned about the state forcing him to watch a video uh, that's telling him that he should abstain uh, from sex and that, uh, you know, when he finally does start having sex, he should, uh, uh, a a young man should have a wife and they should stay married, okay? So, it's, the, the, the deal is that Forty years ago, when I was that young man's age, I knew right from wrong. and But today, young men his age, their entire life—now, he's 17. Think about it, folks. From the time that he was in kindergarten, which was only, what, a dozen years ago, he's been taught that it's okay— uh, you know, don't tease uh, little Susie because she has two mommies. Don't tease little Timmy because hey, he has two daddies. That's their choice. It's fine. It's okay. And uh, and so he's grown up in an age of gender confusion. Is and and so we should not be surprised. But still, my heart really truly goes out for the young man because you know what what would i be or the what the caller what would any of us be if we had grown up in such a system where the people around us our parents our grandparents our aunts our uncles our school teachers our scout masters our coaches where they our, our legislators what would we be if they had failed to protect us the way People have failed to protect these young people today. Uh, Anyway, folks, we're at the bottom of the hour news break. On the other side of the break, we're going to have presidential candidate running in the nation of South Sudan, Bol Ding. We will be right back.
4: Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 97.7 FM. WNTW.
5: American
2: girls
5: and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize When we
2: see your glory flying There's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. Welcome
5: back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet I man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live day day here right for now. the Lee Brothers. Uh, welcome back to the program. We really appreciate you all being there. And we want to say welcome to our guest. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us, uh, Bowl Guy Ding, uh, who is running for the presidency of South Sudan is joining us. How are you there?
9: I'm doing well, Craig. How are you?
5: I am very, very well. We really appreciate you taking time to join us and, and share with our audience what's going on in South Sudan. Uh, you know, as I was saying uh, earlier, I don't know if you were listening to the program, but in America, this is Black History Month, and there is a lot of remembrances of um, the slave trade, uh, the transatlantic s- slave trade between uh, several of the African nations and, uh, and the Western world. and But there's so much slavery still today, and uh, you have a, a very harrowing story to tell in that regard, do you not? Yes, I am. Yeah, would, would you please share that with us, please?
9: Uh, thank you, Brother Greg, and I want to thank your listeners and for inviting me to your show. Oh, it's our it's our pleasure to have you. Yes, uh, my name is Bol Bol Ding, and very uh, much I come from Sudan. Uh, where Sudan it was uh, one country in 1999, I come to Richmond, Virginia. Uh, actually, go back to a war that been going on in Sudan. It was the longest war in Africa. Been going on. Uh, so 1960, mm-hmm. and then 1983 was a war, and then war
2: actually I got caught
9: up mm-hmm. by uh, the Islamic militants came and raided our villages, yep. kidnapped the young children and the women, and I was among them. About 700 kids was kidnapped at the time in 1987. How old were
5: you when you were kidnapped?
9: I was seven. I was seven years old.
5: Okay, and they kidnapped you and your brother, right?
9: Yes indeed.
5: Yeah, now how long before you met your brother again?
9: Uh it was about about 3 years later I was able to meet my brother.
5: Mhm. And now yeah. you say that the Muslim north that Sudan is roughly divided uh the the south is predominantly Christian and the north is predominantly Muslim, correct?
9: Correct.
5: Yeah. So you spoke no English when you came here, right? Indeed. Right, and you speak, but you speak how many languages now, including English?
9: I speak my mother tongue called uh, Denka, and I speak uh, Arabic, and I speak English, and also probably some African languages. I also have a clue about it, too, so I have about probably four or something like that.
5: Four, four four languages and yeah. so yeah so 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 folks English is not his mother tongue and uh so but explain why after all these years and and you you were one of those um children that were taken in 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 slavery and forced to be a child soldier and and now you're wanting to go back to South Sudan and have a free and fair election and if you win that election you what what office are you running for
9: Uh, the head of the I will be a president of the country
5: yes yes so this is a pretty big deal folks Uh, this this gentleman is wanting to be the president so now how can America help you what and, and how could South Sudan help America if you were to succeed in your endeavor
9: you know, South Sudan gained independence in 2011 with that, with the support of the United States. Uh, the budget demonstration actually worked will hard, with the Christian and Jelaskan Christian was able to help the South Sudan to gain independent from the Islamic uh, regime of Sudan, because Sudan had been controlled by the Arab conquest, which actually very much invade the country and try to make it. To be an Arab and Islamic state, that they don't want an Africa to be in that part of the country. And That have been the struggle of the African people in Sudan. And then when budget demonstration came along, they have learned that there's so much history tie with al Qaeda. al Qaeda actually, some Bin Laden was hosted by the uh, Sudan government. So 1990 was living in Sudan, and then when, after 9/11. When Bujit was trying to figure out what this man really is called Assam bin Laden. Mm hmm. So, so, the blonde Assam bin Laden was a man that was the enforcer, was kidnapped by Saudi Arabia.
2: hmm.
9: Then went and lived in Sudan, was enforced by the Sudan government. And then from that time, budget was able to engage, and they realized that there was a Christian that had been persecuted by the Arab Muslim.
5: Now, this let, then, me, let me interject here because this is fascinating. So, your nation. Had Osama bin Laden, and I, and I remember this. Okay, offered him up to uh, then President Bill Clinton. Correct? Yes. And Bill Clinton said no. And and that so and then uh, in the next administration, when when President Bush is 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 in office, of course, everyone knows what happened. Uh, Osama bin Laden masterminds uh, 9/11. So what what you're saying is that these these failed states uh you would like to be the president of south sudan to bring uh stability and 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 this was a nation that under the bush administration they pushed for a separation and the separation was successful correct exactly so now what's going wrong with it why
9: you know Tell, tell the
5: audience
9: what went wrong. What went wrong is that after we gained independence from in 2011 by American government, supported by Bush and administration, after we gained independence, actually there was the, 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 the guerrillas who fought the war for too long against the Islamic regime of Sudan. After they gained independence, they went and created their own chaos, their own civil war. And that civil war they describe as between tribes, ethnic war. They describe between the war then it was between Arab and Christian, and then between um, between Muslim and Christian, and then between Arab and Africa back then in Sudan. Mm -hmm. After we gained independence, they made it to be not the war between tribes, uh, between vice president tribe and the president tribe, and that war actually was not an ethnic. It was just a a matter of uh, greed of the individual who want actually engage in corruption they want to lose money, they want to be rich, and they forgot about the nation that actually fought for more than 20 something, 21 years,
2: mm-hmm.
9: that actually it was not about corruption, it was to help gain independence so they can build a country that should be able to respect uh, the equality, the human rights, and also democracy, because we fought for democracy. Mm-hmm. And then these people, as soon as they got independent, they forgot about democracy to give the people rights, and they start fighting each other. That brought about civil war now very much uh, people learn about the news a lot and had uh, engaged with the starvation going on corruption is so high uh, so now, how- the human rights abuse is going on and this is the war actually that was created by the vice president and the president of the country
5: oh okay so now how can America help how can our listeners uh, connect uh, you you have a thing called the Kush dot org. You have a, a Facebook page, all types of uh, communications where people can contact you, and, and I understand that everywhere you go, that there are literally millions of people watching.
9: Yes, actually, yeah, I find
5: that I fascinating. Want- that uh, you know, it's so it's like you're in exile, wanting to be elected uh, president and and have a triumphant return uh, to your home nation.
9: Yes, actually, uh, technology is very powerful. Technology is so important, and we didn't know this. If, if you go to a uh, uh, Trump uh, campaign, it was very much done in social media. Uh, it was very powerful. If you see what's going on now in my campaign, have been done also in social media. People in Africa, they can have a cell phone, and they're talking to me through Facebook, and they supporting me everywhere. That is a social media technology that actually made it possible for me to uh, reach out to the people of South Sudan, around the world, and also in Africa. Wow. Uh, what do I want American people to involve? I want American people to, to acknowledge that the war that is going on in South Sudan could could be stopped through a fair, a free and fair election. And mm-hmm. in order for them to do that, they need to push the U.S. administration uh, to call for election. That's the only thing that I can recommend for American citizens. Who support the South Sudan not to give up on not to give up on us because actually South oh, Sudan okay.
5: is are
9: independent from the United States without the support of US there wouldn't be something called South Sudan today. Right now, but real I quick, America also have to do have to do the same thing they did in 2011. Now, they can do that by talking the demonstration.
5: Now, now, real quick, because we're up against another break here. Tell the people how they can reach out to you.
9: Uh, they can reach out to me through the social media, Facebook page, my, also my web uh, website page, koochdemocratic.org, uh, koochdemocratic.org, and the Facebook page, and you can uh, contribute, you can even uh, follow, you can even listen, you can read more about what's going on in South Sudan, and you can also read what's going on in the Facebook and on my wall and my wall page and things like that. Oh, okay. You listen, and then you can be able to contribute and talk the right people in America that can yeah, involve to support
5: me. And this interview is be is on Facebook right now, Bowl, and uh, and then later on I will put it on my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. God bless you, and uh, much much success. And we hope to have you back on the program uh, sometimes in the near future to get updates. I understand you are currently raising money to have the type of security you need to go uh, to South Sudan for a visit. And when that, when you get close to that, we definitely would love to have you back on the program.
9: Yes, I am. i will actually traveling to East Africa, Uganda, Kenya, and Ethiopia. And if I'm going to do the reality okay. tour. what I'm gonna be doing.
5: We're looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us today.
9: It's my pleasure. Thank
5: you. All right. God bless you. Well, all right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to call 804-454-1366, 804-454. 1366
4: The Lee brothers showing off the first amendment and using the second only when necessary on AMA20 97.7 FM the answer
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program. Well, actually, sitting in for the Lee Brothers. <laughs> now, that's what I normally say when I'm on, uh, which will be tomorrow morning. And so I cordially invite each and every one of you to check us out uh, tomorrow, Saturday morning, 10 to noon, right here for the really Real deal. And also, Sunday, um, I have a very, very special program coming up this Sunday. Typically, on Sundays, we replay uh, like a previous week's Saturday program. But this Sunday, we have a very, very special treat for you. Now, you just heard Bo Ding, uh, who's running for the presidency of South Sudan. You just heard him talk about how and many of you will remember this okay but you just heard a gentleman running for the presidency of South Sudan share with you how Sudan offered up Osama bin Laden to President Bill Clinton okay now what's the connection remember that okay what's the connection to my Sunday program well Sunday uh, and I've already done my Sunday program. It's, I, I interviewed uh, this fantastic author, Jonathan Kahn. And uh, Jonathan Kahn is a Messianic Jew, uh, a, a Jew who believes in Jesus Christ. And he has written a book. He wrote The Harbinger. He's written several books, but he's most uh, mostly known for The Harbinger and uh, his latest book, The Paradigm. And a paradigm is like a pattern, a template. And to sum this up real quickly, but you, you really, you have to go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com, or just listen Sunday, okay, from 9 to 11. the, the It's a 108-minute long interview. But basically, we go into the Bible in the book of 1 Kings, Many of you will be familiar with the names Elijah, Ahab, Jezebel, okay, Jehu. These characters have corresponding characters in the American saga and the connections are so many and so precise, I found it overwhelming, okay? Osama bin Laden, there's a character in the Book of Kings in the Bible named Ben-Hadad, okay? The king at the time was Ahab, and Ben-Hadad was making war on Israel at that time. And the king Ahab, Ben-Hadad was handed over to him, and Ahab let him go, and it brought judgment on Israel because he did not kill Ben Hadad when he was offered up. I mean, that is just one of the many, many uh connections between uh America in the uh from the nineties on up to today. Some of the other connections. Jezebel matches up perfectly with Hillary Clinton. Okay. Ahab, of course, is Bill Clinton. Ben Hadad matches perfectly with Osama bin Laden. Jerron matches up with Barack Obama, the, the next king. Um, and, and, of course, uh, Jehu matches up perfectly with um, President Donald Trump. I mean, and there, it's more than just, <laughs> I mean, folks, I, you really, really have to listen to the interview, and you have to purchase the book, The Paradigm. I found it fascinating. And I'm telling you, I've been interviewing people for uh, 10 years now. I'm in my 10th year in radio. I have not looked forward to an interview with such anticipation since I had the honor and privilege of interviewing um, uh, Dr. Walter Williams about almost 10 years ago, nine years ago. I had the privilege of interviewing uh, Dr. Walter Williams, a, a, a true hero of mine, a man from whom I learned so much. But uh, the anticipation of this interview with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, I mean, now if, if all I need to do now is to be able to interview Dr. Thomas Soul and, uh, and Ravi Zacharias, and, uh, and then I can retire. <laughs> but anyway, folks, we're, um, we're going to take another really, really quick break, and we'll be right back. I would love to take your phone calls. The number here is 804-454-1366-804. 454 1366.
4: Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers on WNTW AM 820 97.7 FM. The Answer.
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. Uh, Welcome to the program. Thank you for staying over with us. Uh, We're really right up against our top of the hour news break. And uh, I would like to remind you, though, it is the 200th anniversary of the birth of a very, very great American. Frederick Douglass was born uh, sometime in February. Uh, 1818 a truly great American a a good Christian uh, a human rights leader a, uh, a, a a an anti-slavery abolitionist and uh, not only the abolition movement but really really champion, championed the rights of women and so a truly great man we want to acknowledge him Uh, Tomorrow on my program here, uh, from 10 to noon, we'll discuss that a little bit more.
3: Where's the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester, and W249CI Air are the answer.
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. Uh, Thank you all so much for being with us. And, uh, hey, you folks just heard now uh, a free giveaway, a $100 gift certificate, Uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yeah, that's right, folks. That's the one that uh, you can hear the sizzle and you can smell it. Uh, as the waiter walks around the corner and your mouth is just watering. Great, big, huge, thick Ruth's Chris Steak, uh, $100 gift certificate. Uh, I think five of them are going to be given away, and every time you call in, uh, your name will be entered, uh, I think, up to two times, okay? Anyway, the number, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. In the meantime, if you... Uh, don't want to put your name in the pot to get that steak. Uh, just, uh, sit back and enjoy the ride here. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about our final hour of the program at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Congressman Dave Brett is going to be checking in with us. And, uh, many of you will know about, uh, what happened with the budget. Uh, you know, and I'm, people say I'm hard on Democrats, but folks, I'm an equal opportunity, uh, critic here. And, uh, Folks know that uh, in the 10 years that I've been on the air, uh, people really, really do know that uh, the hatchet man calls balls and strikes. I do not put my thumb on the scale. And now when all this uh, excess spending is done by Democrats, the Republicans are screaming, uh, oh, look at what these liberals are doing. They're spending us to oblivion. And, And so we got what? 13% 13% increase, more money than the president requested. Now, why the president didn't tote the set of onions that he claims he has and just veto the thing and say to them, uh, you know, I didn't ask for this much money. I, I don't want this much money. I want the amount of money I requested. Now, what's so difficult about that, okay? The president said he would, he said building the wall is worth shutting the government down over okay is not physical sanity worth shutting the government down over i mean the government shut down last night for about an hour i'm gonna tell you folks i did not even notice it did you (laughs) as a matter of fact what's this 508 on a friday okay i bet you eight minutes ago most of the government shut down Those jokers got out of those offices so fast, okay? I've been in Washington, D.C. at five o'clock on a Friday. Trust me, they are out of their offices, okay? As a matter of fact, a lot of them probably left early. What's that mean? Government is gonna shut down until Monday morning. Are you gonna notice? No, you're not, okay? The soldiers are still doing their jobs. Mueller and the memo madness, that's still going on all the uh, lawyers, the Democrat donor lawyers that Mueller has hired for six, seven, and $800 per hour, those guys, they're still on the job digging up nothing. They're still going to get paid, okay? Social Security checks will still go out. Nothing will change. It's a charade. It's a shell game. It's a scam, okay? These people are scamming you with this phony threat of a government shutdown. I remember when... Uh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama engineered a shutdown that he blamed on the Republicans. Uh, my wife and I, uh, that's the, the ever-lovely Mrs. Hatchett, okay? Mrs. Hatchett and I, we're taking a trip. I can't remember where we were headed specifically in Washington, but for whatever reason, we were in Washington, and uh, I think it was um, George Washington's boyhood home, and there's a park right there nearby, and we wanted to go through the park. Those jokers put someone on payroll to come out there and erect barricades with big signs on them that said closed due to government shutdown. Now, there was nothing there but some grass and three or four park benches right there on the Potomac River. So if it was a government shutdown, in reality, there would have been no barricades, there would have been no sign but they had to pay someone to go over there because, no, I mean, there's nothing there. There's not a building there. There's no electricity. There's no water. I mean, folks, these people are playing us, okay? They are playing us. And so Republicans get all afraid over a phony uh, government shutdown. Uh, Trump claims that, you know, he's so big and bad and manly that, oh, you know, I can take the heat. Yeah, I'm, I'm the big dog. I can take it. I can take it. But his excuse for signing this 13 percent increase. And I'm going to tell you, folks, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have Dave Brett, the only economist in Congress. And Dave will confirm this. There is a strategy among Democrats. And every time Republicans do this, they're playing into the hands of the Democrats. And so, you know, the Democrats, they're so easy to read. They tell you ahead of time what they're going to do. Now, the, the, there's a, a husband and wife team called uh, Francis Fox Piven and Richard Cloward. Now, Richard Cloward, he died uh, some years ago. But anyway, they were married. And uh, I guess Piven didn't want to take the name Cloward, so she kept her name. They, they were a husband and wife team of sociologists who taught at uh columbia university and what they taught was the way to get communism in america was to overload the system with so many requests to spend money and to do things that at some point the weight of all that would break the system down and everything would just go to hell in a handbasket, and the people, that's you out there, you would cry out. And what's the famous cry? Oh, our masters in the government, do something. (laughs) How often have you heard one of these goofball politicians say, we got to go and we got to get things done. We have to do something. I mean, folks, it's not like they're saying with specificity, we need to do this, that, or the other. It's do something, okay? And trust me, anytime you empower people to, quote, unquote, do something, you had better watch out because that is exactly what they're going to do. They're going to do something, okay? And it won't be pretty. The something that they're going to do. It won't be pretty. And, uh, you know, there's a quote. Uh, oh, gosh, I just saw this quote. Ha, uh, <laughs> ha, brain freeze, brain freeze. But the quote went something like this to, oh, I know, Marcus Aurelius. To expect bad men to not do bad things is madness. To expect bad men to not do bad things is madness. And so the Cloud Piven strategy was to just, create so much demand for the federal government to do so many things outside of the 18 enumerated powers as listed in the united states constitution that it would just overwhelm the system we go over a financial cliff and when they cry out boom there it is communism okay american style and this is what trump and the republicans are playing right into the Democrats' hands. We're going to take a quick break. The number here, 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. Want
4: to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454-1366.
5: And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats, Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Saturdays, 10 to noon. Sundays, best of 9 to 11. 820 a.m., 97.7 FM. And get the daily newsletter at the website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. That's right, folks. You can get our daily newsletter at our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. And as always, always an honor to sit in for Scott and Richard Lee. And, uh, and still, if you haven't heard, uh, Richard Lee is recuperating from surgery. Uh, the family and I ask that you please keep Richard in your prayers. And uh, we pray that his recovery uh, moves along well, and uh, so far the word that we got from uh, Scott is that uh, Richard is, in fact, recuperating quite well, and, uh, and I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, a new listener, Bruce T. Uh, my good friend Michael Hall sent me a, uh, a little Facebook message that uh, uh, Bruce T. Uh, is a new listener, and Michael, I appreciate you spreading the word about The Hatchet Man to get uh, new listeners to come on board. And, uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, I am founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc. And uh, I've been a radio broadcaster now in my 10th year. Uh, started out at WCLM, moved to WLEE, and uh, now here at the Big Dog radio station here. And uh, I, I think when I say we're the big dog, I really mean it. Now, I know we have a competitor, In the marketplace that has uh, Rush Limbaugh, the ultimate big dog, but (laughs) so I don't claim to be the number one big dog, but uh, nor do we, you know, claim to be, you know, the one hundred percent absolute best. But folks, I am telling you, up and down the roster, the 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 guests that the, the the hosts rather that we have here at WNTW, okay, John Fredericks, Laura Ingram. Michael Savage, Dennis Prager, the Lee Brothers, myself. And, and we, act, we have uh, Senator Chase. I mean, we, and we actually have a whole slew of uh, newer uh, Christian conservative type uh, programming here. And so I invite you to actually check the uh, station's website out as well, WNTw. or actually it's 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. And uh, and if you can't remember that, just remember the reallyrealdeal.com because at my website it links to the station. And uh, the number here, if you'd like to call, and we probably have time for just one call before Congressman Dave Bratt calls in 804 454 1366. 804 454 1366. And you know, um, we have a, a a um a senator here, Mark Warner. Okay? This joker, I, I don't know what's wrong with Republicans. Why Republicans don't wear him out, why they don't beat on him like a snare drum. This man is the richest senator, and I'm telling you, the Senate club is a pretty rich club, okay? And it's not like Mark Warner, is 80 years old, has been accumulating money for 50 years. I mean, he's not an old man, and... He made his money through a government hookup. And it also seems that he made uh, quite a bit of money with a Russian hookup. Okay? And uh, do we have a caller there? All right. We're going to just bring you right on, caller. What is on your mind today?
3: Hey, how's your man? Chris from Chesterfield. How you doing,
5: brother? I am fantastic, Chris. Thank you so much for calling. What's on your mind?
3: You know me. I'm the pragmatic Democrat. I'm going to ask you a question.
5: Oh, okay, the pragmatic. Oh, there's a Democrat called pragmatic. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on now. Come on
2: now. All right, hey, come hey, on. I,
5: I had to get oh, that oh, one in. What's on your okay, mind? Right,
3: I'm going to ask you a question. I really want you to take, so I'm, I'm going to hop off and listen to you. Who Who do you trust or feel more comfortable with, corporations or the federal government as it exists now?
5: Neither. And why? Okay, I, 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 I trust Neither. The, the, the whole idea, see, this, this nation is founded on a simple idea, that our rights and freedom come from God, not from man, okay? So when you have, uh, whether it's a, a corporation, a big business, a small business, it doesn't matter, or whether it's the government, if, the, if that government or that business has guardrails, in, in other words, if they have submitted themselves to the will of God, then you have more likelihood that you are able to trust that individual in the government or that individual in a corporation. Now, corp- one of the things that corporations have in a truly free market is, co- is competition. So if Corporation A lets you down, you can go to Corporation B because you're free to do so. Whereas when your government lets you down, you have to wait until there's an election and you have to vote them out, okay? and But when you have the degree of rigging that you have today, then it's difficult to do that government-wise. Now, Trump managed to do it, but look at the pushback he's getting. And uh, now we're we're at we're we're gonna take a quick break. But on the other side of the break, that's a fascinating uh, question uh, that uh, Chris asked, and I'm gonna get on that a little more on the other side of the break.
4: Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. <laughs>
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. And with all due apologies to my previous caller, Chris, whom I told I would get back on his question. It uh, was a great question. Do you trust corporations or government more? But right now we have our congressman. And, Chris, we're going to get back to you. The congressman has only 10 minutes. And, uh, Brother Dave, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, we had this uh Huge uh, vote, and uh, you uh, being the only economist in – are you still the only economist, by the way?
7: Yep, yep. Oh, okay. the only full-timer. Yep, you got
5: it. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, uh, to prep the audience before you came on, I updated them with a little bit, for those that are not familiar, the Cloward-Piven strategy where Francis Fox, uh, Piven, and Richard Cloward, uh, they have taught – Um, Hundreds and hundreds of uh, people that tend to work for government that the way to get communism in America is to overwhelm this nation with more economic demands than can possibly be met. And at some point in the future, it's going to collapse. And on the rubble of a once great nation, they're going to build their communist um, empire. And we got one minute to the bottom of the hour news.
7: Yeah, no, well, you're right. We're way overextended. You know, we got $21 trillion in debt, and then last week the market shot down 1,000 points two times because we got great news coming. The Trump tax cuts are causing the economy to boom,
2: mm-hmm.
7: and so wage rates are jumping up. But the markets, that's good news for the economy, but the markets are freaking out because they know interest rates are going up, and then you got to pay off $21 trillion in debt, at normal interest rates up near four or five percent right and it, so that's a shock and then uh, I'll, I'll wait till we're through the other side to get into more
5: Oh, okay well i appreciate that now this is only about a two minute break dave so hold tight and we'll finish up on the other side all right folks our seventh district congressman dave brett on the line we're going to take a quick break we will be right back
4: zero diversity complete intolerance and a total lack of fairness It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer.
5: Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. Brother Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today, and we have with us our 7th District Congressman, member of the Freedom Caucus, uh, the only economist in Congress. And uh, now how many seminary graduates are there, uh, Dave?
7: Yeah, there's a few seminary grads in there. Thank goodness we
5: need them all. <laughs> yeah, the nation needs a whole lot of prayer. <laughs> and uh, now, it. now Thomas Jefferson spoke about intergenerational theft 200 years ago, and uh, uh, Cloward and Piven have uh, been teaching, uh, you know, people that run around and doing their bidding. Uh, they've been teaching this since 1966, I believe. Uh, the, the, that the strategy is to overwhelm the nation. So wh- what is it about those two things that Republicans, I understand Democrats, uh, they, they would like to have communism, but w- w- don't we hire Republicans to be the uh, the guy in the zoo that keeps the alligator from getting
7: out? Yeah, well, this, this week in the budget uh, was the perfect example. So we actually did okay work this year in the House. We did 12 approved bills, and we plussed up the military and nothing else. But then it goes over to the Senate. They need nine Democrats and some of our own very weak senators,
2: mm-hmm. and
7: Mitch McConnell can't lead over there. And so then within it, you know five minutes, it seemed, uh, they attack on $400 billion. And then our leadership in the House needs to fight back and say, absolutely no way are we going that way, right? The American people gave us the house and the senate and the white house. Right. And so that conversation though needs to happen at the beginning of the year where you educate the american people and you say do you want to go this route right we're a trillion in debt already just this year. Yeah. The deficit is a trillion.
5: And so if this was trillion, Hillary the the yeah. republicans would be screaming.
7: Oh, no, abs- absolutely, right when Obama was in if it was Hillary we'd be screaming about principles and debt and deficits.
5: Right. And right. then
7: a majority of Republicans voted for this debt bomb. And so that's, that's not good. Yeah. So now do,
5: do Republicans not know who Francis Fox Piven and Richard Cloward were? I mean, I know they know who Thomas Jefferson was.
7: Yeah, well, some of them do, but it, it, it's just the, the, the swamp, right? You can make inroads. We're making inroads right now on the FBI and the dossier and all that. But the swamp really is the power of money.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
7: very hard to overcome that one, and so they all know, right? But there's just tremendous pressure. You when the the Democrats, it, they have a basically just a pay-to-play scheme, right? Right? It, uh, they can't get in trouble on the ethics charges because they say yes to everything.
2: So right. They
7: say, hey, will you support my industry? Will you support my union? Will you support my special interest group? Yes, yes, yes. Will you make the government pay for all this? Yes, yes, yes. And then, and then, and Repu- and then right, and then Republicans get tempted to do the same and say, hey, we need to have friends too. And unfortunately, business now is playing you know the game kind of 50-50. They're giving half to yeah, yeah. Democrats, and the Democrats wanted to raise taxes $10 trillion this year. They voted 107 votes to raise wow. taxes $10 trillion. That, And that never makes it out in the mainstream press. It just makes it onto great shows like uh, you have where you tell the truth.
5: Yeah, yeah. Now, Dave, you and I both know that that 400 billion that they tacked on and you said it came out of nowhere and within five minutes it was up there. Yep. They had that thing planned out perfectly and just didn't tell uh fine uh, congressman like yourself and, and the Freedom Caucus. Uh, and you guys are up to how many now? Are you When you first went there, it was 50 of you. I remember because I had you on on my program all the time. Yeah, we're still about the same
7: ballpark. We lose some guys, and then we win some guys, and then we you still the only have fifty.
5: Oh my goodness!
7: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, we need we need an army. How many?
5: Right. How many in the Senate? Because this thing in the Senate it went uh, what seventy one twenty eight, and, and and I mean and in the Congress two forty to one eighty six. In neither case was it close. How many do you have in the Senate?
7: Well, the freedom caucus type guys. There's, you know, about, about five of them. I mean, you got Lee, wow. and, Lee
5: and, Cruz, uh, and um, Cruz, Cotton, Rand Paul, right? Rand there's Paul
7: warriors in there, but it's it's not enough.
5: What? No, wow. That's. I mean, I'm I'm shocked that it's that few. Uh, I was really trying hard to get Rand Paul to come on with you today, and uh, yeah. yeah I, and I know you. He's being beaten up, and uh, but he's like you, Dave. He's a man of yep. principle. And yep. uh, so now what's the solution, Dave? I mean, do we need to go on a um, a, a nationwide uh, tour of articulating what Christian conservative values are? I mean, they it's like when we play their game, it's a rigged game. And, and if the battle is going to be between uh, Santa Claus and the Grinch, then Santa Claus wins. So... What's what's the yeah. solution?
7: Well, I think you actually put your finger on it because the, the Judeo-Christian tradition, right, which allows for and came up with religious toleration, right? Jefferson and Madison—that's the whole point. But uh, that is the unifying theme that pulls together African Americans, Hispanics, whites, male, female, Jew, Greek. I mean, it's all saints. The Paul, Book of right? Ephesians, I mean, yes. A good book. Yeah. Right, and and and, and unfortunately. The left is trying to tear us all down as brothers, and they're trying to separate us into separate groups when we know we're all brothers and sisters under God. And so yeah. we should be unifying, but we're not.
5: Yeah, because with the Democrats, we can't even be Americans for two minutes at the beginning of a football game. We have to start the game on in two camps. I mean, yep.
7: yeah. I mean, yeah. two
5: minutes, man.
7: <laughs> yeah, and I uh, I was on – if people want to go out to my thing at daybrat.com you'll see a nice – I was on the uh, – I was on Fox. I got an interview, and then I was on uh, with the financial uh, interview as well. And uh, at yeah. the end, they said, well, Pelosi cares about the poorest of the poor,
2: oh, and, et cetera,
7: and you guys don't. And I said, hey, let, it, we just passed tax cuts where the poor, right, the small guy, pays zero tax up to twenty four thousand dollars i don't know how you do much better than that right zero tax right up to 24 grand for a married couple uh and it you know after that it's ten percent rate mm-hmm. you know for the next chunk and so and uh, then all the money people are getting working. right here yep. in richmond dave uh folks
5: uh, that work for philip morris are getting three thousand dollars yep. each and all over the country people uh, companies are giving one thousand here three thousand there i think i heard one company Everyone's getting $10,000, and and Pelosi, the nice person, says those are crumbs.
7: Yeah, well, and and you you got it right with your analysis, right? Karl Marx, what did he do? Marx's philosophy, he identified good and bad. He said if you own capital, if you're in business, you're bad, and if you're a worker, you're good. Well, I've never heard such a negative philosophy to teach to a kid uh, that would, would lead to the opposite of success. Yeah. We need to tell every kid go get rich. There's no upper bound. Every kid start your own business. Yeah. Start working hard at a young age. I mean, we want everybody in that labor market getting skills and working together. And we want to make that happen.
5: Yeah. And even if you don't have the skill set or the desire to get rich, if you just have a job and if you would yep. perform that job as yep. unto the Lord of fair fair work for fair wage. Why would you want the guy that writes your check to you, why would you call him evil? He's writing a che- – you don't want to have a business. You want a job. So yep. there must be a business owner if you want a job. So yep. how, how, that, it, it doesn't make sense. So it seems to me, Dave, we just need more warriors like yourself on our side telling folks the truth.
7: Yep. Well, that's what we got to do. I mean, in Virginia, in my district, it's okay, but we had a blue wave come in, and so folks uh, start spreading the word. If you want the Judeo-Christian tradition and the rule of law and a crack at success, right? The other side, we're trying to get people out of poverty traps. Right. Right. Right now, people are eligible for a chunk of money with federal uh, welfare programs up to forty grand, and then if you work on the side, you can make twenty grand. Uh, but you don't go up that way, right? You go up by getting work skills and having a good job and showing up every day, and then it takes time, but you go yeah. up, up, up if you show up. And yeah. so uh, we, we want to give people that pathway.
5: Yeah, and the Bible does say, uh, uh, the, the, the writer says, I'm a very old man, and one thing I have yet to see is a child of God begging bread. So if you, in other words, if you live by these principles, it is these principles that will bring you success. And and, and yep. what do the Democrats have to offer? Envy, hatred, um, confiscate uh, wealth, and then redistribute 30% of it. And, of course, 70% goes to who? The swamp.
7: Yeah, well, and, and that's right. i got a few Democrat opponents running against me already. And it's funny. Uh, if you go look at the, their position, they don't have a policy on health care. They complain that the Republicans should fix it when they broke it. Right now, the average family is $2,000 a month for health care and a $6,000 deductible that no one can afford. So you yeah. got a gold-plated insurance policy, but you don't have any health care because you can't afford it.
5: Yeah, it was, and it and was so done that, on I, purpose. I,
7: I, yeah, I don't think that's working out too good for people. Yeah. And so we're trying to fix it, but it's, uh, they're splitting, and they don't have policy on tax cuts, on economic growth, on the mm-hmm. budget. And uh, so they just call names, and uh, I try to keep it positive. But boy, yeah. it's a rough, it's a rough, it's a rough uh, business.
5: Final, final minute before we go to break. Okay, uh, Mark Warner. Okay, um, made six million from a Russian tech business in 2012. Uh, the richest senator in the Senate is a pretty rich club now. He's not an yeah. old man, so he hasn't been accumulating money for 50 years, and he got his start with a government hookup he was a staffer for Senator Chris Dodd and uh, and he got uh, these free um, contracts for cell phones uh, way back in the 80s and so now he's uh, almost a billionaire himself and he's been tied to a Russian oligarch and Christopher Steele uh, you do you have you analyzed that yet do you have any comment on it?
7: Yeah, we're looking at it, but it, it, it's worse than that. I mean, these guys run around acting like they're business guys. Go look up their NFIB score; that's their small business score. Warner's is a thirty out of a hundred. Kane is Senator Kane is seventeen out of a hundred, and I'm a hundred out of a hundred. So who's helping the small guy? Right? Everybody's helping the big guy. No one's helping the small guy except me. I'm a hundred percent helping the small guy. Mm-hmm. And then they say I'm a Republican, so I don't care. I mean, it's. You can't make it up. I mean, I ran against the the money and the power. I was outspent forty to one. I remember. And I won by a miracle somehow. And yeah. You, you know all about that.
5: Oh yeah. And if I may give a personal uh, a slap on my own back plug, I yeah. was the first person in radio and TV to have Dave Bratt on, and I, I was Absolutely. it was such an honor. And you you're doing such a great job, Dave. We just man, we need to uh, clone you. <laughs>
7: well, that's great. Well, and I'm going to run on you, brother Craig, but I'll get on again. I'm off to a Tim Tebow event for uh, for uh, underserved, underprivileged kids in the Christian camp.
2: Oh, We're right. going
7: to give them some hope tonight. About 600 kids. So we're, yeah, uh, we're you gonna always works tonight.
5: You always doing the Lord's work, brother. And uh, we just we love you in Richmond. And don't you worry yep. about those Democrats. You're going to be reelected. And uh, yep. You know you I can count on my support. There. All right, brother. Thank you for joining Thank us. Greg. All right, bye now. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, our final 15 minutes of the program, we'll take your calls, 804-454-1366.
4: Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20 97.7 FM, WNTW.
5: And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goof Ball. (laughs) And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia Onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats, Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Saturdays, 10 to noon. Sundays, best of 9 to 11. 820 a.m., 97.7 FM. And get the daily newsletter at the website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, wrapping it up here, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. And uh, remember to keep Richard in your prayers as he recuperates from surgery. And, uh, you know, I want to get back to, uh, and we want to say thank you, of course, to uh, our Congressman Dave Brad. We just love Dave. And uh, But Chris from Chester uh, posed an interesting question. Um, now, the the way he phrased it was, uh, corporation, and I take it being that he's a Democrat. Nothing against being a Democrat, okay. But uh, well, at least a, a, a normal Democrat rather than a Democrat leader. But uh, you know, average average Joe Democrat. Nothing, nothing against that. I'm I'm trying to convert those over to our side. But the um, the 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 choice between government or business. It's it's it always is going to go to business because there's competition in, in a free country uh, if that business does not have a crony government hookup the way Senator Mark Warner got, okay? Uh, Senator Mark Warner had no competition in his rise to being worth several hundred million dollars, okay? No competition at all because he was a crony. He went to Washington, got a job as a staffer, For a senator, okay, a $40,000 a year job, young guy out of college, got a job as a staffer, went to Washington with the idea not to do good, but to do well. And, folks, that joker has done quite well, okay, Uh, because when the cell phone industry was in its infancy, the federal government was giving away um, free licenses uh, so that any business could get this thing going. And these are things that were literally worth millions and millions of dollars. So what Mark Warner did was went and got uh, some crony friends of his who had money. He got the licenses. They put that together and now all of them are worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. And so that's a case of, well, who do you choose? uh, Chris, do you choose, uh, the corporation, or you do, do you choose the business? Because in that crony case, they are one in the same, okay? And so, but for honest business, that's crony business. For honest business, I'm going to always go with the business because that's free. I, I take um, the 7-Eleven, a dollar. They give me a cup of coffee. I say thank you. They say thank you. The thank you, thank you moment is a beautiful thing. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
4: Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers on WNTW, AM 820, 97.7 FM, The Answer.
5: Well, 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 that's going to be a wrap, folks. And uh, we want to send again our prayers out to uh, Richard Lee, who's recuperating And uh, as always, it's such an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to sit in for Scott and Richard Lee. And, uh, hey, guess what, folks? I will be right back here tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock to noon, for The Really Real Deal. And in the meantime, check us out at my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. God bless you, Virginia. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning.